Hey there, friend. Are you ready to establish your midlife creative practice so you can get refreshed and energized again? Woohoo! Who doesn't want to feel refreshed and energized in midlife? I ask you, I ask you that question. I really don't have an answer for you, but the point is I'm asking the question because midlife creativity can give you the little oomph that you may be needing right now. It can give you the little kick in the seat of the pants that makes life a little more interesting, a little more lively. All right. So today I'm going to give you a couple of examples and leave you with three very simple steps so you can establish your own midlife creative practice. Oh my goodness. You're going to love this so much. I got to tell you, I am so excited about this episode because I think creativity is one of those things we kind of, we put out there in the Netherlands, you know, that ethereal thing you can't grasp onto. These three steps are going to help you get started. Even if you're still exploring to find out what you want to have a creative practice about, whether it's writing or painting or sewing or tap dancing or whatever. Okay. So enough of my talking, let's dive in. Oh, I'm so excited. Hey there, welcome to the easy aging show. My name is Michelle Zavala and I'm your easy aging expert. Each week, I'll bring you tips and strategies that will energize you as you take small, fun-sized actions to upgrade your mindset and get clarity on who you are and what you truly want. With this, you'll have the freedom to go after your dreams and start reveling in the juicy moments of midlife that make your heart sing. So grab a cup of joe or a glass of the red and kick back, because your glory days are just getting started. Hey there, Easy Ager. If you are not already an Easy Aging Insider, go to theeasyagingshow.com right after this episode and sign up today. I wanted to start today's episode with a couple of examples for you. Now, I am an improv actor. Oh my goodness, I used to love performing with Comedy Sports San Antonio. When I discovered improv, I realized I had found my first love. Now, I've always loved performing. I've always enjoyed it a great deal. I started on stage as a stage actor with scripted pieces, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. And then I moved into voice and fell in love with being behind the mic. And then I discovered improv and I went, oh my goodness, you mean I can still get out there and perform, but I don't have to go to rehearsals? Yay! (laughs) When I performed with comedy sports, we performed in a family friendly way. And basically family friendly means no profanities, no vulgarities, no discussion of body functions or body parts, no words that would have your children saying on the drive home, mommy, what does this word mean? No, no, we didn't do any of that. We kept it clean. Actually, we kept it squeaky clean because most of the time we had kids in the audience and that is going to make you rethink a few things if you're not already doing it. And for me personally, playing clean just is a better fit with my sensibilities and my personal values. Performing in a family friendly way is a very specific way to be creative. It establishes some parameters under which you function. I view these parameters as boundaries. Others of you may see them as limitations. This family friendly performing pushed me into a corner to be creative within those boundaries that we had. And those boundaries were fantastic because they forced me to be more creative than I normally would have been. I had nothing to fall back on. 
when you don't have the crass language and the sexual innuendo and the risque talk in general, you are going to have to dig deeper within your creativity and not be quite so cliche. These boundaries trained me exceptionally well. Another boundary that has helped me dramatically is understanding one big thing, and that is you don't need to wait for inspiration to hit before you create. I think this is one of the most misunderstood and detrimental things to midlife creativity. Most people think, oh, it's all about the inspiration. I'm just, I'm waiting for the muse or I'm waiting for the mood to hit so I can create. Let me take a moment to bring you back to reality. I am a working writer. I do not have the luxury of waiting for anything. If a client is expecting something on deadline, I have to produce. And if I don't produce, they're going to find someone who can. It all gets down to one thing for me, and that is if I don't work, I don't eat. Period. Having that thought constantly in my mind makes it much easier to sit down to the blank page and start typing. Now, over the years, I have become quite familiar with my process and with how I work best and how I create because we're all unique and we're all individual in this process. I start typing with full knowledge that I am not getting to any of the good stuff until the fifth or seventh paragraph, sometimes the 10th or 12th paragraph. So I just start typing. I know it's not going to just start flowing out of me from the very moment my fingers hit the keyboard. No, no. I know this about myself. So I start typing. I see where it takes me. Now, in the beginning, I would be writing something daily just so I could learn to understand myself better, so I could find out more about my own process and what works best for me. And when I was doing this, I also gave it 100% of my attention right when I was in the middle of it. No distractions. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with improv acting. When you're doing improv, you, you have to pay a lot of attention, right? Because if you want to contribute to what's happening on stage or if you want to help build the scene, you have to be keenly aware of what is going on and put all the other distractions aside. So those are a couple of examples of my creative journey, but there are lessons to be learned in each one of them. In a moment, I'm going to give you the three little steps that you need to do, but I want to acknowledge something because I know that there are some of you at the very beginning of discovering your midlife creativity. You may still be exploring what you want to be creative at, what activities you want to do on a regular basis. And that's okay. That's fantastic. Exploration and experimentation is part of the creative process. And if that's your case, if you're at the very beginning, your midlife creative practice will simply be creative exploration, trying new things that intrigue you to see what you like best. And you can use these three steps I'm about to give you in that process as you're exploring. Then once you narrow it down, you can use these same three steps to establish your creative practice on a regular basis. Got it? Good. Number one, set your boundaries. After you've explored where you want to go, set some boundaries for yourself. Creativity looks different on every single level. So maybe, for example, you want to have some creative expression through your style. Maybe you want to express yourself through your clothing. It's important to understand that for most of us, we have the 80-20 rule. Most of us are wearing 20% of what we have and then we wash it and we wear it again and again and again. If you want to get creative, start limiting the number of items in your wardrobe. 
This could encourage you to start working with what you have, mixing and matching pieces or accessories to create new outfits and having something new and fun that's fresh and exciting for you. This is just one example of how to encourage your midlife creativity because having less to work with can unequivocally make you more creative right off the bat. Number two, give it your full attention. In episode 80, which was the episode right before this one, I talked about the 100% dedication theory to help you with your focus. This means giving the activity or task dedicated attention when you're doing it. So giving your midlife creativity your full attention might mean closing the door or putting the phone on do not disturb so you're not getting all those notifications. That may sound drastic, but I can guarantee you it is going to help you get into your creative flow faster. You know, y'all, creativity is so refreshing when you give it 100% of your focus. And that's the point of all of it. The goal is to use your midlife creativity to refresh and invigorate and energize your mind and your spirit. Give yourself permission to release all the notifications during your creative practice and do not ever apologize for that. Number three, be consistent. Now I put this last, but this is actually the most important part of this entire process. Your creative muscle is like any other muscle in your body. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. That's going to make you more toned and honed and fit in your creative practice. I don't care if you're creating for two minutes or two hours. I don't care if you're creating this steaming pile of doo-doo at the beginning or you have achieved a new level of genius. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if other people are going to be seeing what you're creating or they're going to appreciate the work you've made. It doesn't matter. All that matters is to set the time and be consistent with your practice and you are going to be amazed at the new insights you start experiencing and you're also going to be shocked at how much easier it gets. It is going to get easier, friend. Trust me on that one, all right? So those are the three steps you can take to establish a creative process so you can start living a more creative life. So here's a recap. If you want to cultivate a creative habit, and establish your midlife creative practice, you've got to get curious about what intrigues you and start turning on that midlife creative spark. The process itself is number one, set some boundaries for yourself because having less to work with can actually make you more creative. Number two, give it your full attention. Do what you need to do to have 100% complete focus on your creative practice. Don't ever apologize for that and give yourself permission to just release all the distractions, including the notifications on your phone, just during your creative practice, okay? And number three, be consistent. Let me say it again. Number three, be consistent. Wait, one more time. Number three, be consistent. Does that sound like it's kind of an important part of this? Yes. If you start flexing your creative muscle, you are going to be flabbergasted at some of the results you create. Once again, if you are not already an Easy Aging Insider, go to theeasyagingshow.com right now and sign up today. I will see you in the next episode, friend. And until then, peace, love, and blessings to you and yours. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening today. If this show has helped or encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You'll find directions on how to do this at theeasyagingshow.com. 
And to connect with other Easy Agers, come on over to my free Facebook group, Easy Aging for the Baby Boomer and Gen X Years. See you there.